traumatized and abused these children. Children who, who have no doubt become extremely disturbed adults. You have ruined lives, Mrs. Holt. You have a great deal to answer for. I refuse to listen to this when I can smell the sin on each and every one of you. Yeah? You smell sin? Well, let me tell you something, lady. She who smelt it dealt it. Episode 114. Catherine revved up the microwave and pissed my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to A Half Hour Wasted. Based on a true story. And now, here are your hosts, Brad, Frank, and Bill. And that's why I want to work for AIG. Just the greatest company in the world. Who's AIG? They're the ones that are getting all those uh, um, uh, incentives uh, from Mer- the American taxpayer. They got a whole um, a whole bunch of the executives got a bonuses. Oh, today. I saw that yeah. ad, mm-hmm. I mean, the headline. Yeah. It said, despite blah, 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 executives will get bonuses in the millions. Unbelievable amounts of money. Yeah. I want to work there. Because what do they do? If, all you, if all you have to do is, apparently, I don't, nobody knows. Nobody in the world knows what they do. But, uh, but apparently, if you do it lousy, you get a bonus, sir. I tell you which what, I can man, do. Those people who uh, used to work for Braniff, they must feel like they're getting a raw deal. Because uh, they <laughs> didn't, get, with didn't get anything. <laughs> they just went under. Oh, I actually, a friend of ours actually is a former uh, Braniff pilot. Wow. Yeah, he, from back in the day. Back in the day. Now, currently. He's I forget the name of the airlines, but he's flying in and out of Afghanistan. Wow, that's cool. Commercial airliner in and out of Afghanistan. Which so is, crazyairlines.com. Yes. You know, or sandyairlines.com. That's good money, especially if you can avoid the Sidewinder missiles and uh, and the like. Well, you know, mm-hmm. Afghanistan oh. thinks we're the bomb. Oh. No? You better drop yourself there. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Hey, Frank, I noticed that... Um, uh, your uh, your sippy cup with chocolate milk uh, looks like <laughs> yeah. it's getting a little low. Um, yeah, is uh, Sage going to go uh, refill out for I th- you? I think Sage took care of it. Yeah, That's Sage really came, nice, pick man. up my my sippy cup full of chocolate milk, and, and went your, to go. Your Gerber sippy cup, <laughs> so little got little frogs on it. Yeah, he it's did green. leave me an episode one hundred fourteen. Oh yeah, that thank right. you, hey, Heather. Who, who's, hmm. who's our sponsor? Uh, where's the music? Here we go. This week our sponsor is Discount Comic Book Service. Like you were expecting somebody else. Uh, DCBService.com, mail order service to get your comic books and anything out of the previews catalog that comes out monthly. And uh, so what if you want to buy the previews catalog? Can you do that? Yes, you can, actually. Yes, you can. And I thought that was a good question. The first time you order, place an order from DCBS, See? they will actually send you a free previews to get you started for the next month. Okay. That's what happened to me. Yeah. That's what happened to me. That's what happened to me. Okay. First taste is always free, huh? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's good but marketing. Then, but then it's like a buck twenty after that. And it's a five dollar buck. Dollar twenty. Yeah. Yeah. For preview. Man, I could get like most of a bottle of Dr Pepper for that. I know. It I mean, maybe they could you like. Shop. You might be able to get the whole thing. And maybe on they where you shop. I don't know. Maybe they could pour it in my hand for eighty nine cents. You know, That's uh, a nice reference. The March previews is out. Some of the <laughs> things they have. Uh, on special this month at DCB Services, the new Power Girl series, 
75 percent off. I'm that gonna puppy. get that. Nice. I, I hope that's good. Uh, at 74 cents, it's a. Uh, is it Jimmy Palmiotti and uh, Amanda Connor? Is that yes. right? Interesting. And I, I just saw the professor walk in. So this professor is just getting ready to happen. Yeah. Hello. The professor. professor. Hey. The professor being hey. uh, Bill's wife for those who are uh, new to the show. The uh, Absolute Death hardcover okay. is 50% off for $49.50. And New Mutants, number one, they're back with a, a, a new series. Okay. And apparently... Does it have Speedball and Puck and well, all those? Cannonball, Danny Moonstar, Karma, Sunspot, Magma, and Magic. Well, even magma. with all those number one... Liquid uh, Hot uh, that's, Magma. That's my favorite character is Magma. Even with all those number one names on there, I'm still not going to get it. I think Claremont's Frank. writing it. I think. Really? If, if I remember so correctly. Wow. There's no, there's no the link point. on this front page, which is kind of weird with this website. I'm kind of disappointed with the links. But I'll anyway. come over this table at you if you, if you continue to diss on Chris Claremont. I could beat him up. You get... Well, uh, I mean, I'm not saying that. You get 40% up. Uh, I guess that means we stop. No, we don't. We get 40% off. Hey, Professor. Uh, most Marvel and DC books. And, uh, uh-huh. From uh-huh. com, And you can get several uh, other very, very discounts depending on the product. Uh, indie books are a little lower than, than 40%. But still, I saved lots of money going through discount uh, comic book so service. So go to yeah. discount comic book service. Get your discounts. Get your comic books. And get your service. They support us, so we support them. So get your service on DCBService.com. Thank you, DCBS. So we got a we got a special You're guest wonderful. on the phone. Yes, we do. Uh, her name is. If she hasn't hung up. Yet. Oh, I thank you. I'm um, I'm glad to be yeah, here. You're, You're actually Bill. not on the phone. Oh, we have, we okay. have Lisa. It just feels like it sometimes. Um, from PinkRaygun.com. Lisa, how are you? I am doing well. How are you guys? Today? I'm doing good. I'm doing We're good. good. And it's, good. is it Fari? It's Fairy. Perhaps fairy. she doesn't want to it's reveal fa- her identity on Well, it's the on her webpage, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, uh, it's actually... Yeah, it's Fairy, <laughs> like Tinkerbell, although my brother and his and his boys both pronounce it Fari, because apparently my brother in, um, huh. in boot camp had a very hard time with the last name of Fairy. You know what? I would do that, you know, too. I would I would pronounce it Fari as well. Yeah. I would go with <laughs> Faray. Faray, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Put like a little, a uh, with the tilde or whatever above the E or, or umlauts or something. I actually <laughs> have a friend who's, whose last name is Foray, uh-huh. F-O-R-E-T. It must be French or something. Yes, yes. Anyway. Clearly a, a root of the English word for it. Would you get that munchkin out of here, please? <laughs> yeah, he's a, we, we have a little, sorry. That's my we girlfriend's Jeep. troublemaker. That's my um, girlfriend's Jeep. I'm sorry. I it. Yeah. I covet it. <laughs> okay. I think that's against the Bible law or something. Anyway. Yeah. Or so Bi- tell yeah, the Bible yeah, law. Tell uh, us about, about, well, you know, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's yeah, jeep. Right. Right. Yeah, Moses uh, came down with the Bible law, with the ten Bible laws. It was on yeah. one. It was on that third stone that he was carrying down. Remember that mm-hmm. movie? What is that movie? A history with of the John, world. No part one. Was it? No. I thought it was God has commanded me to give you these fifteen. Yeah, fifteen commandments. I thought it was holy Moses. Am, um, I conf- am I confusing two movies? Death Holy Man. Moses yeah. had Dudley Moore in it. Okay. and um, Was it actually History of the World Part 1 where he came down with 15 commandments? He yeah. dropped one. and Okay. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. That one else had Jews in space. It was actually, that one was actually on the that third <laughs> tablet. Okay. Oh. So tell us about PinkRayGun.com. Yeah. In fact, Lisa, I can, I can read your... Um, open-ended question there. Wh- what you have here, and then you can feel free to add on it. This is from your About page. Uh, PinkRayGun.com. Pink Raygun is a is a webzine focusing on the modern fangirl. It's smart. It's a smart and savvy place to discuss and read about science fiction, fantasy, and horror in all its forms. 
be it television, movies, books, or comics. It's Starlog meets Glamour. Babylon 5 meets Coupling. Isaac Asimov meets Helen Fielding, but snarkier. That is Pink Ray Gun. Wow. And if I might add, uh, I'd just like to say that uh, Bible law is uh, probably something you should worry about, but it's not nearly as interesting as intergalactic law. (laughs) (laughs) Which is on your website. A, uh, so, who, so who does that? What, was was that a good description, Lisa? Yeah, I think that's I think that's still an accurate description. It's starting to get a little dated because we have, we've been running that for um, the entire two years that we've been live. So I think it might be time to update the description just a little bit. Now, how would you change it? I'm not sure yet because it's not really. I, I'm at this point where I now think Starlog and Glamour are both kind of lame. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I would agree with Starlog. I couldn't I, say anything yeah, with Glamour. Say, I never read Starlog, so... Uh. <laughs> well, well, you run a little yeah. bit of everything there, but but it's all kind of... Um, it, it's the geek fandom, but but the female angle on it, right? Right, yeah. Somebody uh, had once described it as Tank Girl meets Hello Kitty, which oh, I've always liked. Right. I've always felt that was pretty descriptive. That is nice. Now, who nice. else runs the website with you? Uh, my boyfriend John Delaire, he is our he's the webmaster and he makes the website go. He does all the technical stuff. He also does a lot of the marketing and the social media stuff and he is the artist on Intergalactic Law. Oh, which okay. I write. Oh, no kidding. Okay. And anyone else? Uh-huh. Um, we have actually about a we have a staff of about oh god, I want to say 12 writers who, you know, some contribute every week, some multiple times per week. We've got a couple of girls who just send things in whenever they've read or done something or seen something interesting. Um, But it's almost entirely women. The only men that we have who are on it besides John are uh, Brian Thompson, the amateur scientist, who is still periodically sending in his his column, Ask an Amateur Scientist, um, where he he, uh, tends to make a lot of enemies. Yeah, makes a lot of enemies there. He's insulted all of chiropractic. chiropractic. Um, so <laughs> that that uh, is a shady angle, I'll tell you. <laughs> so, I mean, there's him, and then there's another uh, another guy named Adam who will occasionally send something in on Intergalactic. Hey, I like the uh, I like the uh, the ear candling off. Um, the ear candling uh, uh, entry here. So we. Oh yeah. Yeah we. We uh we got interested in the idea of the ear candle and uh, quickly found out that uh, yeah it's pretty much needs its own entry on Snopes. So, <laughs> well, okay, Lisa. So, how often do you update the site? Ooh, nice. That's in stereo too. <laughs> nice. Sorry, I couldn't resist that. <laughs> <laughs> um, every day, actually, uh, we aim for we aim for daily. Usually, mul- we actually aim for multiple times per day. The only times that we don't is generally on the weekends. We will have the occasional thing that goes up. Like today, we had a, a pilot review. I, I think Kings that went up. Yeah. This morning, but otherwise, Monday through Friday, preferably multiple times. So hopefully every time you come, there'll be something new to see. Great. Okay. And it's been up for about two years? Yeah, we started in we started February 1, 2007. Wow. Well, let, let me ask you this, because um, for the most part, feel free to argue on this, but, but the whole kind of geek culture is male-dominated. But Ray Gunn. Why did, you, why did you feel that, uh, that, um, that you needed this website? 
Well, because I don't, the thing is, I don't think it really is male-dominated. I think that they're the most visible, but I don't think that men are, I don't think men make up most of geekdom. I think there are a lot more, there are a lot of female geeks out there, and I knew, I knew several of them. I knew several in my actual life. I knew several online, and where this really came from was, I had been looking for a place to promote intergalactic law because we've actually been doing that since, I want to say, August 2006. Okay, yeah, 128 and entries. Female geeks. Is that once a week there? Yeah. Um, we, that's what we're, yeah, we're aiming for once a week on that now. We were trying for three times a week, but then we both just got so busy that we just couldn't keep up that schedule by any means. So now we're down to once a week on on intergalactic law, wow. but I had been trying to find a pl- I had been trying to find Weekly. a place online to promote it. Where there were you know where there were women who were talking about sci-fi and maybe having fun with it, and I couldn't find any place. All I could find I could find your typical hot babes of sci-fi <laughs> type of website. Yeah, I mean those or, are plenty. That's for sure. Yeah, or places where women were just like militant feminists about sci-fi and that's not fun okay. to me and I just wanted something pink and shiny and fun <laughs> so that's where this <laughs> that's where this came from shiny <laughs> yes well I'm sure that uh, fanboy out there um, is delighted to know that there are actually fangirls out there yeah because my guess is that most fanboys probably haven't met that many fangirls and would probably like to meet fangirls mm. so fangirls I don't know Hmm. What was that? Yeah, I think it's uh, Heather. Sometimes Heather, sometimes Heather, Heather uh, doesn't exactly. Heather failed us there. Have her head, head on straight. She, we're we're you know we're we're on her side there. Let me try it this way. Back, Heather but, is our uh, commu- is our computer voice on here. Mm-hmm. And well, she, she's the she's the fourth person in the room. You know. That one go. worked. Yeah, she's like worked. our Billy Preston. When the N and the G were next to each other, uh-huh. and she saw it said F A N G, she uh-huh. went Fang. She pronounced it Fang, fang Girl. Fang Girl. Ah, okay. Oh well. That explains it. Well, Lisa, since you're here and we haven't talked about it yet, we thought we could maybe get into a deep, deep discussion about Watchmen, and or as deep okay, as we sure. want to about the about the movie. I wanted to read this before can, we kind of get, get into a, it. Just a couple of questions. I know. Yeah. I know you just it was a perfect segue, but. I just want to know a couple of questions about her and her. Oh likes, yeah, her life. There is, is a fact page on the. There, well, for the, for the listeners, they went in there. Yeah. I'm not requiring our listeners to go to the FAQ and and you know read it before well, they hear. Should, but we would want to encourage you to go to the FAQ. Of course, but it's not a requirement. Website and. Stuff. But we would encourage you. You're right. It's it shouldn't be a requirement. The, it's more of a guideline yeah. than an actual well, rule. Right. Thank you, Barbosa, Captain yeah, Barbosa. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just, the reference. You know, just what, uh, what is your favorite uh, superhero? These are just going to be general blanket questions. Ah. Oh, general. Okay, my favorite superhero probably Batman. Batman. Okay. Batman. I do you, do 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 you like Star Trek or Star Wars better? Unfair question. Stop. Well, I like them both. However, okay. I don't like all of Star Wars. Okay. I, I've come to really, I've come to detest the prequels, and I really, I, I weep for kids who grow up <laughs> with those with those prequels. Lisa, can you say that with oh. just a little more drama? That, oh, that I weep. Wait, I want to hear Lisa say it. Say I weep with a lot of drama. Go. <laughs> I weep for children who grow up with the prequels. Oh, Lisa, I'm like. <laughs> I'm liking you more and more every second. This is great. This is. Good I work stuff. with a guy. He's 24. Mm-hmm, has right. never seen any of the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. And I Why look at happened? him. 
and I say, what is wrong with you? I just don't get it. You know what? I work with a guy, and you work with him too, Brad, who we had Call an intern Call in our out. building. What's his name? His name is Bob Burnett. And oh, yeah. he could hmm. not believe that there was an intern in our building who had never heard of Bob Hope. Yeah. Wow. It, you know, wow. it's just a generational thing. It just changes, you know? No, it's kids these days are getting dumber. That's what it is. <laughs> or adults are getting smarter, I guess. <laughs> Old okay, people are getting uh, smarter no, all the time. No, I think they're getting, they're getting a little less aware <laughs> yeah. of things. I mean, no, I you have know what kids, it is? There's too I much media out there. I don't know what the Cold War is. And that's probably a good point, too. I, I think the, the media thing is There's a lot of media out there. I mean, we're creating media right now that didn't exist five years ago. That's a good point. Back in the day, you'd have to watch the uh, All 90 Minutes of the Tonight Show. Nowadays, right. you can listen to a half-hour wasted I hear a buzzing. Is it me? No, is it a problem with the mics? Mm-hmm. I said, it, I maybe it's fine. maybe it's something outside the door there. I don't know. <clears throat> okay, um, Lisa, do yeah. do 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 stop it, <laughs> Heather? Come on, do you purchase mostly trades in your comic books, or do you purchase monthly issues? I have actually moved over to trades. I keep going into the comic shop to look at the monthlies, and there's not a whole lot that's really grabbing me okay. right now. And plus, they've just they've gotten so expensive. I mean, it's three ninety nine now. Yeah, I know. And for something that I may not like, for something that may not even come out again. Could we interest and you in a discount comic book service? Yes, there are wonderfulservice.com. <laughs> yeah, and mostly. I'm, I've mostly moved on to trades. I've started. I'm starting to get a little bit into actual, actually, digital comics on my cell phone. I just got a G1, and I'm discovering Iverse. Oh yeah. Um, and I really, I didn't think I was going to like it, but I do really like that format. What, what is Iverse? And it's only ninety nine cents. Iverse, Iverse is a, a, a digital media company that delivers comics to your cell phone. Oh, Any cell phone, okay. or right. ma- mainly the iPhone. Right, right now they're only on iPhone and I think G and G1. Okay. The yeah, Google Android phone. Huh. And this is, uh, you know, this is, I mean, this is just where we're headed. You know, in in five years, I mean, there was a whole generation that that hated CDs and swore they would never buy CDs. LP was the way to go, but you know, if you do, you still actually like to read, on like and hold a trade in your hand. I bet you she doesn't. Yes, I do. I would. <laughs> okay. Well, then in that case, you might yeah, be. Inter- I definitely do. You might be interested in InStockTrades.com. Who are they, Brad? They're the sister wow. company of Discount Comic Book Service. We have to get our sponsors in. <laughs> he's, yeah, you he can save usually, up. You're, Fred, you're doing this thing where you're you're moving your head back and forth. I'm animated. You're you're I'm animated. <laughs> I'm. Fighting. You can't see it, but Lisa, it's Brad's talking yeah. and he's moving his head back and forth when he talks. He doesn't usually put the hard sell on like this, so mm. you know. I know. I'm just being. I'm oh, just, you're really good at the product placement. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in a strange mood. I've been fighting my gastrointestinal system mm-hmm. since I've come back from vacation, and it's oh, Lisa, you came back from really, Hawaii. It's really kind of thrown me oh, off. Oh, really? Here. Thanks. Uh, uh, mahalo. Is that? I like that. Is that? Is that? That actually Hawaiianese? Means, yeah, that means thank you. Okay, mahalo. 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 Um, well, we'll talk about that, but later. And then uh, I had one more just geek question that I wanted to ask, sure. um, um, but I can't remember what it is. <laughs> it was really specific. If I remember, I, okay. I was just trying to get a general feel of. Uh, okay, this has in Batman nothing issue six eighty two. No, this has nothing to do. This next question has nothing seven. to do with comics whatsoever. But do you, as a woman, think there exists in this world a funny woman stand up comedian? Oh, hey, okay. I didn't ask you. I didn't ask you. I've got one. I didn't ask you. <laughs> Lisa, is there such thing as a funny female stand-up comedian? 
I want to say yes, but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm really hard-pressed. Um, I remember back when Ellen DeGeneres was still doing stand-up, I liked her. Um, there's another gal. Now, oh, no, no, there's another gal uh, named Chelsea Handler. Uh, she has a talk show on E, but she does stand-up also. I haven't seen her stand-up, but she's really funny on her on her talk show. She is funny, you're right. It's on, yeah, it's on E at 11 p.m. if you haven't seen it. Chelsea Handler. Yeah, um, but the uh, uh, there is an answer to that question though, and uh, that uh, that name is Aisha Tyler. Is she? Oh, I forgot. I always forget about. You know she, what? See, just, okay, I'm on the spot do... here. I'm on the spot. I forget Aisha Tyler. I forget Sarah. Silverman. Well, and she's just she's just coming back Silver, to it. It's good that you forgot Sarah Silverman because she's not funny. She, she is, falls into the non-funny category. She is. Her show is really oh, good. But her, her. I, Aisha Tyler. I like her show. I like. I want to go back. So, so yeah. she is. I like her show a lot, uh, the Sarah Silverman show, but her stand-up is her talking in these blanket statements that are kind of meant to shock, but not really jokes. Well, uh, like, to... well, what was the name of that movie she did? Like, Jesus is Jesus Magic? Jesus is Magic. Yeah, was it. I didn't, yeah Jesus didn't see Magic. It. Like, the uh, little segment things were, were okay, but just her stand-up was just kind of flat. Yeah, I, I, I think she struggles with delivery. Well, I can tell you, because uh, uh, we had her in My studio opinion. last week, but Aisha Tyler is just one of those people who's just funny in person. Was yeah, she I got actually, to hang out with her. Yeah, I've got, a, uh, I've got a signed DVD. And I hate you for um, that. That was me. on She's a female Thursday. comedian, though. I was gone. No, actually, I was still in town. She was a female I, comedian. I only found out, actually, yesterday, as a matter of fact. Yeah, she's been at the that improv was, all that was she That she was an actual comedian. I found out yeah. she was at the improv. I'm like, why is Aisha Tyler at the improv? Apparently she's a stand-up comedian. She's been very good in everything I've seen her in. She's yeah. extremely she's beautiful. She's a skunk boy and talks soup. She's a beautiful lady. She really is six she's feet tall, a, by the way. She's a really great actress. I've yeah. liked everything she's been in, and I was shocked to find she was, out. Um, in fact, I, I had her sign the uh, the DVD, which unfortunately Zoe can't listen to, but the <laughs> DVD was signed uh, to Zoe uh, from Mother Nature. But I'm going to go out on a limb <laughs> and uh, say it's Santa Claus 3. Even though I haven't heard her stand-up act, it's probably not funny. She, um, she considers herself more a storyteller. Okay. Um, I would a, like to listen to it, though. Teller. I would like to listen to it. Um, I would love to let you listen to it. Um, we can't do it when the kids no, are awake, of course so not. you're going to have to I'll, hang out for I'll, a little while tonight. I'll listen to it later. Cookie All Roberts right. is pretty okay. funny. Watchmen? Right. Good. Good. Um, yeah. Watchmen. Lisa. Martha Stewart. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> okay. Hey, and, and please, if you have something to say, we tell this to all our guests. Just jump in. Sometimes it's hard to get us to stop talking, especially Bill. Right. No. Just, right. Bill, Bill will... Let's not talk about Dune, you know, by Frank Herbert, because you will get his. Um, okay. Um, no, 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 no. Hey, no. no. What? Is this no? See, I'm doing huh? this later. It's not <laughs> I, time yet. You don't but, read that with a proper it's inflection. Not Bill needs to read it. You know what? I think you're right. Bill needs to read it. One sentence. I love one we, sentence. We do Frank Herbert's through. Dune one sentence at a time, Lisa. On here, and not in order, just random sentences from the <laughs> book of Dune because out a relevant, uh, Bill is uh, a huge Frank Herbert Frank Herbert Dune fan. And he kept saying, when are we going to do a Dune show? When are we going to do a Dune show? Okay, Frank you want a Dune show? Man. We'll do Dune every single episode. But one sentence. And I said... It's not time yet, Bill, said, so oh, just yeah. relax. Oh, yeah. That's what I said. Okay, I apologize. It's okay. You just got to jump in there. Lisa. So Lisa, and if we much... say something to offend you or irritate mm-hmm. you, please let us know, because we like feedback. My question is, how yeah, much you do know you know what? I'm a high school teacher. It takes a lot. You oh, are? What do you teach? Well, yeah, uh, you know... Uh, right now, high school special ed. You're cool. dealing with three guys that would fit in really good in that class. Yeah, yeah, you would probably need extra handlers <laughs> with us. Yeah, but um, but that being said, 
Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it's a little like, bit. I'm, 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 no, I'm gone. I'm it, gone. Do we have like very serious now? <laughs> yeah, it's like the very end of Flowers for Algernon here pretty much every The movie podcast. or the bust? Hmm? The movie don't or the bust? Don't you know, don't, don't split hairs. Okay. Because they're two different endings. I never saw the movie. Okay. Um, two different endings. So like Lisa. The Watchmen. Just like The Watchmen. Oh. So Lisa, uh, have, you, did you, have you read Watchmen before? Yeah, I did. I've actually read it... Um, God, I want to say three times. I've okay, great. So you're familiar with yeah, the book, I'm, and you did see the oh, movie. Yeah. I remember yeah. you said in that email you took a Friday off or Friday afternoon off to go see it. Yeah, I took a half day. Okay, <laughs> which maybe that's we shouldn't say that out loud in case someone's. <laughs> that's what. Took. Well, well, Lisa, I'm on page nine, so maybe you could kind of thumbnail the uh, the rest of the uh, series for me. Have well, you not wait, read wait. it yet? Well, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, I can can you? It's kind of a joke. There. Oh, okay. Well, I see your bookmark actually looks like it's on page <laughs> no, nine. I put my bookmark on chapter nine for comedy effect. I got you. Oh, well, no. too bad. Like you said last time, pod, too bad yeah. this is not a visual. Right. Okay. So yes. let me read this paragraph and then and then we'll move on. <laughs> about this is about Watchmen. This is the second week it's been out. By the way, uh, as we're recording, Watchmen nosedives seventy eight percent, lifting its total to seventy three million dollars in eight days. By comparison. Uh, 300, the movie, fell 64% in its second Friday among superhero movies. Watchmen's Friday-to-Friday drop was one of the steepest, ranking slightly worse than X-Men's The Last Stand and the first Hulk movie. So apparently it's (laughs) it's dropped off dramatically. Um, Lisa, you have seen it. Um, You want to give us your... uh, What did you think? Okay, well, first off, I don't know that we can really compare the compare the uh, the earnings of Watchmen to any of those other movies for a couple of reasons. First, it's incredibly long. That movie's almost three hours long, and 300 was, what, like 88 minutes? So okay. it's, I mean, so you've already got fewer showings um, at each theater anyway. So it's not, I mean, it's going to take in less. But okay. that's beside the point. But I really did like it, and I read... I'd read the book uh, twice before I saw it, and then I read it again afterward. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I read it again afterward and finished it again last night. And I actually enjoyed the movie more than the book. I think the movie is, um, I, I think it's just, a be- I think it is better than the book for for a couple of reasons. One, I've never been behind the squid, the giant the giant uh, third-dimensional okay. squid okay. that Ozymandias sent in. I've always hated that. Um, and so I think tying... Incredibly. <laughs> incredibly stupid. Stupid. Um, <laughs> and, but I think, I think it just tied in much better, having everything tied to, tied to Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I did, I did like the book, the, uh, rather the movie, much better than the book. Not that I hated the book. It's still a brilliant book, but I did like the movie better. And I swear to God, I never imagined that I would walk out of a three-hour movie thinking, that really needed to be longer. And I think it did. I think it needed to be longer. (laughs) You must not have seen the first Lord of the Rings movie then. I did. Yeah, I've seen all three of the I've seen all three of the Lord of the Rings. I felt that way after the first Lord of the Rings movie. That's what I thought for the second one coming out of the two towers it was like that was three hours long and it needs to be fleshed out a little bit more and the special edition which adds like 40 minutes to its runtime, does exactly that and it turns a uh an interesting movie into a uh, uh near classic or does whatever. your family ever go out of town like all of them and leave you here by yourself hmm? yeah that does happen <clears throat> next yeah. time it happens I, I keep talking though. next time it happens mm-hmm. call me and i'll bring all three of my special edition lord of the rings dvds mm-hmm. we'll do a marathon straight through 6 a.m I, I got them baby they're right there awesome they're right there dog. then i won't bring mine 
Cool. 12 hours, baby. Yep. Gone. So Wait uh, for The Hobbit to come out, <laughs> by the way. Um, so uh, I, um, just speculating here, let's talk about this, about what do you think the, the public's reaction was was to it? Maybe people who weren't familiar with The Watchmen. Do you think it went over well? It was very hard for me to be objective watching it because I was familiar with the story and I wasn't really surprised at any point. Granted, the ending, uh, the way they tweaked the ending did did catch me a little off guard and um i thought it was a better ending than the books but um but how do you guys think the uh, just the general public re- uh reacted to it lisa we'll start with you um i think that this is a really difficult movie for people who aren't really familiar with it because i remember the um one of the ads is like superheroes as you've never seen them and i think that's absolutely true for the mainstream public who isn't really familiar with the book they're not used to seeing superheroes that are like this and, um, I mean, and that's got to, I mean, I don't want to say that it's got to be hard, like, oh, it's so bad for them or anything like that. I mean, get your head out of your butt, <laughs> get your head out of your butt and do some reading. But, um, it's not, it's not an easy movie because there's no easy answers. Everybody's screwed up in that movie. There's really, there, I mean, and if you think about it, there's not a good guy, really. And that kind of thing doesn't go over well with the average American movie going public, I don't think. Well, I mean, you don't uh, think Not Al's the closest thing there is to a good guy? His intentions, his intent, Not Al's intentions are good, aren't they? Yeah. They are. They're, they're, they, his intentions are good. Everybody, that's the thing, though. Is everybody's intentions are good in this movie, except for maybe Doctor Manhattan, who doesn't really have any intentions about anything. He just doesn't care at I this mean, point. Everybody's does he? In, yeah, he's beyond having intentions. Everybody's intentions are good, but everybody is still fundamentally screwed up. Yeah. You know, uh, going back to to Doctor Manhattan, on on I think in the book, at least for me, he transferred. A, I I understood his displacement a little better than in the movie, and I don't know, I don't know why that was. I think because when I saw him on screen, I was somewhat reminded of maybe a bad actor, the way he was delivering his lines. Because it, he was meant to be monotone, he was meant to be detached, he was meant to be. Uh, this away from humanity but what i really got from it was just someone who was just kind of like not a good actor at times Mm -hmm. anyone else get that i don't think that transferred very well to film i think some of billy crudup's line readings were fairly flat Mm -hmm. i think billy crudup is is an adequate actor at least from what i've seen oh wait bill we we talked about this a little bit Some, some of these lines don't transfer very well to film agreed uh, there was that scene in Vietnam where the comedian was talking to Dr. Manhattan and was saying, you could have changed my gun to steam. You could have turned bullets to mercury. I st- uh, when I heard that out loud, that just didn't sound... That was the one line that just didn't sound natural to me. Well, I think there are a lot of things that didn't translate too well. In the theater, I saw it in a pretty small theater here in Philly, and every time, <laughs> every time Rorschach... Uh, pretty much opened his mouth um, and read something that had been written in his journal. Like, I remember specifically something about an abattoir of retreated children or something like that. Uh, every time something like that came up, the audience giggled. There's a lot of giggling going on. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting. We we didn't get that at, uh, at our showing. It seemed a, a reasonably reverent audience. Yeah, it did. And just especially that first journal entry, um, by by Rorsch, it just came across as it did as not. It just didn't do it for me. It just sounded silly. I, I, that's well, the, that's I think a lot of it was just just it was a 
odd enough experience that people kind of just had to kind of warm up to it. You, the movie kind of had to ramp up and, and find its its speed, its, its cruising speed. And it did take the movie a little while, though. You know, some of those sequences at the very beginning were uh, were you know pretty much works of genius. You know, the, the way they were able to condense parts of the books down into say one one music video with credits rolling over it was uh, was was pretty inventive. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it 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 um it had its moments. Uh I thought the uh the the way the first half and the second half of the movie uh felt uh it almost felt like two different movies uh to me. Yeah. Um uh so I I don't know if anybody else had that experience. Brad, what what was your experience? Well, I didn't see it. I didn't Oh, you haven't it. seen it yet. Okay. Um at least I'm the odd man out when it comes to Watchmen. I'm not impressed at all by the book. I read it once, wanted to throw my head through the window. I was extremely <laughs> bored. I tried reading it again because I felt peer pressure, because everybody on the earth thinks, even the commercial says it's the most celebrated graphic novel <laughs> Wait, of all time. don't take a commercial's advice on anything. All right? I once got Clorox Extra Strength, yeah. and it boasted all these things. It didn't do half of okay. what I said. Well, people that I, it wasn't people that I, that I know Clorox. well, that I it care wasn't. about, I care about their opinions, you know, you guys and, and Comic Geek Speak guys and... Yeah. Everybody in the world, I Dudes. think, except me. Well, no, there's I'll, a lot of people who don't like. We are the book. in a minority, though. Yeah. Would you say? Mm, I'd say it's like sixty forty. Forty percent of people I, I don't would, think that book that is a strange noise that I was hearing is in mm-hmm. my. Headphones. I would not so say that because a bunch of curious people went to go see it on the opening weekend, and apparently, not that many people have gone to see it on the second weekend at all. So my guess is that you are far from the minority. Yeah. Well, I tried to read it a second time. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to torture myself. Okay. I didn't. I didn't read it a second well, time. Well, yeah, I, I mean, tried. You, you should. And then when I first off, the first opportunity I had to see it uh, was last night because I was out of town when it opened. Yeah. yeah. And then I came back. I've been extremely busy with work. So I could have gone last night. Yeah. And I kept thinking to myself, man, I need to go see that movie. I have to go see that movie tonight. Not once did I say, I want to go see that movie tonight. Yeah. And came to the conclusion that I could not care less about the Watchmen book or movie. Interesting. Okay. And it's just going to get worse, too, because um, they're uh, getting ready to release the uh, the animated, uh, was the Black Freighter. Mm-hmm. And uh, aren't they putting a bunch of the, like, um, the, the Hollis Mason book excerpts and stuff? Are they somehow winding that into the Black Freighter? Yes, they are. Yeah, okay. there's a, a and DVD, there's, yeah. And the Geek Speak guys were saying that... Uh, uh, hello, Comic Geek Speak guys. That uh, was it June, something like that. They're going to re-release the movie with the Black Freighter and all that stuff. Uh, In the threaded, theaters? Threaded back into yeah. the movie. Wow. So, yeah, you thought it was long now. Wait until it shows <laughs> up and it's four hours long or whatever. On the way over here. Yeah, I, and there's still, there's still, I think, like half an hour or 45 minutes of extra footage beyond that wow. that has been cut. Yeah, apparently the whole Hollis Mason murder was cut out, but it does exist. Mm-hmm. That movie's going to need an intermission. Yeah, probably. Seriously, probably yeah. will. <laughs> when I was yeah. a kid and I watched Battlestar Galactica in the movie theater, it mm-hmm. actually had an intermission. How long was that movie? It's like an hour and a half. Why would that? I'm just remember. I saw Gandhi wow, in the they, theater they and it had an intermission. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, I, See, I, 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 have heard no, I, I have not heard one glowing review of this movie. No, it's been across the board B and C. And, and I don't think it's bad. I don't think B anyone is saying What's B and C? That, uh, the letter B, which comes after A and C. 
A, Roger B, Ebert C. actually oh, you mean, had you mean, two glowing reviews of it. Did he Ro- really? Yes, I haven't heard Ebert, them. Ebert, you're, you're exactly right, Lisa. Ebert's reviews, I thought, were, were very interesting. Um, Let me get to almost. the um, um, Yeah, Ebert went and saw it the first time and basically said, I was intrigued enough. I feel the need to go see it a second time. I'm going to see on the IMAX and see if it changes my, my perspective. And he uh, wrote about the second time and said, yep, it was even better second time around the IMAX. The only reason I would see it mm-hmm. to begin with is because, is because Zack Snyder directed it. Yeah. I really liked the visual look of 300. And there's very little you will dislike about this visually. I, I mean, want to see yeah. the visuals. You I do, w- yeah, you do need to go see it. And maybe I, w- I maybe have seen the opening credit sequence. Okay, I watched well, that on the interweb, mm-hmm. and that was neat looking. Yeah, I mean, I just you know stylized. I kind of like. I kind of want to see a little more of that, but I'm sorry, the the story just does not do a thing for me, and I'm not going to spend nine dollars to go see a movie. And walk out of it halfway through. You know, and you know why? Why would you spend money on anything that you're not interested in? You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. That that you got to speak with your wallet when it comes. I to am anything. Interest, I'm very interested in the uh, the comic book geeks' reactions to it. You guys, mm-hmm. Lisa, I'm 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 fascinated by the appeal that this story has to as many people as it does, especially because I don't think it's all that, and. I, you know, maybe this is just the cynic in me, but part of me thinks the people, some of the people that are just going goo goo over this story, are only doing it because they're supposed to like it. Well, that's possible. It's also possible that they desperately want to like it. No, they're supposed to because it's the most anticipated. Uh, it's the what did the trailer say that you said not to listen to? <laughs> the most anticipated Celebra- celebrated graphic novel the of most all celebrated. time. Yeah. And so I I seem to remember that the word celebrated was used in in the in the uh, trailer for uh, the Notebook. Remember that that movie, the most celebrated romantic novel of all time, The Notebook. Wow, never heard of the you Notebook. Can never you can never trust. Uh, I thought Ryan uh, Gosling and Rachel McAdams actually uh, did a pretty good job. I actually that. liked that movie. I'm I'll be I honest. You'll you'll, <laughs> you'll like Watchmen more. I don't do romantic movies. <laughs> all right, um, Lisa. All right, way to yeah, go. I don't. I, like yeah, I said, I'm, I'm, I keep liking I'm you more and more. fascinated with, with the cultural effect that it's having, mm-hmm. but that's all. Um, well, let's talk about, about the ending, since that's probably the, the biggest divergence. And, Brad, apparently you, you know about the ending. Well, tell me why they didn't put the squid in it. Um, ask Zack Snyder. Because it was stupid. Yeah, maybe because they, <laughs> yeah, well, they thought it was stupid. Well, you know, if, if he's going to make well everything, to... you know, as as just pull from the book as much as possible including uh, from what i've heard nothing but ginormous blue phallus well i mean it's yeah, not distracting I mean, everything oh, it's not that noticeable it's, not that it's in four scenes and it's not even that noticeable i'm just saying what i've heard um it the, <laughs> the go guy's penis far, didn't bother not, me at all why not just why not just put the squid in L- let me ask you this was this was the movie ending any better for you? Did it make sense? Did yeah. It, okay. I've it, heard Lisa, just the opposite. It, it worked better, but I didn't like it. I mean, I, I wish they'd found another way to do it because the whole point of, and this is kind of, I'm, I'm kind of stealing from the CGS guys here, uh, but I just thought their point was real good that um, uh, making Dr. Manhattan the villain doesn't really change the status quo much. Um, it, it doesn't necessarily, you know, automatically unite all the people. Um, you know, to band against, you know, one external threat like the, you know, fourth dimensional alien, you know, would. 
Um, you know, basically, so your your one good guy has now turned into a bad guy, and that actually leaves you a lot worse off. I mean, okay. it's, it's almost Kingdom Coming, where we need to get the superheroes out of the way. We need to reclaim the world for ourselves. Uh, this isn't helping any. Well, does um, does the fact that so, they changed but, but, the ending... But, but it, mechanically, it worked well in the movie. It, it made more sense and was not as as goofy and far out man as a giant floating squid from the eighth dimension would have been. So it, it didn't make more sense. It just wasn't as satisfying, well, uh, I wait, thought. Oh, they oh, just I didn't to, find a good uh, way around it. To Lisa, Lisa. But, so hey, you, but also you, with the squid. But also with, I just want with the squid. Yes. At the, time this book was, at the time the book was published, Ronald Reagan was talking about that very thing. He was talking, he was getting uh, and scudding up in front of the UN and saying things like the only thing that would bring us together would be a, an attack from an interdimensional or intergalactic threat or something like that. Yeah. I can also so say I was, ne- I was not familiar with that. So, really. so there is there there is a reason why Alan Moore put that in there. But, you know, just like he put everything else in there, he was referencing several things that had happened at that time in the recent past. Apparently, uh, a world leader mentioned something about a giant monster might become a problem mm-hmm. for us, and so that's why he put that in there? Maybe. Thanks. Theoretically, theoretically, it was. I mean, he was. I don't think that Reagan was saying it in the terms of "oh, it might happen," but he seemed to think that that was the only thing that would bring that. Could, I mean, I guess. Well, we're just we're really talking about the United States and the USSR, but um, that is the only kind of thing that would bring us together and end the Cold War, or something like that. I was a kid at the time, so I'm. This is all stuff that I've read since then. But I mean, the squid in that t- in that context and in that time period, the squid worked because it would. I mean, like I said, Ronald Reagan was talking about it. In this day and age, I don't know that this audience would buy it. Yeah, and frankly, Period. I'd be more afraid that if an if an alien, you know, any you know, uh, unite unite the peoples of the earth against a common threat from outer space. Let's face it, man. If some tech, you know, if some society has technology that enables them to, you know, bridge light years or time or something like that, um, we're going to be their food source. There's not going to be much of a fight. There's not going to be much uniting. Yeah, we'll be uniting, you know, in the, uh, you know, in the, the slaughterhouses as have, we wait our turn. Have you seen Independence Day? Yeah. I was going to say we can't just stop it by throwing Randy Quaid up into their engine room. Well, let's, yeah. yeah, let's let's use a let's use an Apple. We uh, had a Apple like Bill act. Pullman make a speech like that. Are you kidding me? We will not go quietly into the night. Yeah, that that you know, is I like that Bill, is the greatest movie you know ever what? made. I like Bill I get Pullman. Goosebumps thinking about it. I like Bill Pullman a lot, and I did not like I that. I got to get me one of these. Oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> Does the fact that Zack Snyder changed the squid, does that lend any credence to Alan Moore's claim that the Watchmen is unfilmable? Does the reaction no. that we've heard... Has he said that? In this yes. day and age of CG, okay. they easily could have done that had they wanted to. Well, I, I, don't, think, I, I don't think it's a question of... It's a subjective could choice. It, could it be filmed? Yes, yes not, it could be filmed. It's yeah. a question of would it translate? Yes. Well, but that's, Perhaps. that's, that's the... So, so, yes, we have Alan Moore's answer. Alan Moore's... You know, the answer to Alan Moore is that... Yours being a curmudgeonly old. Well, no, I I don't you know. I don't think Alan Moore meant is it physically possible to film The Watchmen as okay. I wrote it. Yeah, I think he meant like Frank said, is it translatable? Will the viewer of the movie yes get what the reader of the book? I've heard the opposite. It is I, translatable. Well, they we'll never know unless it. they had done it. No, they did translate it well in the movie, 
And the I've only heard, reason I've they heard chose the opposite of that. The only reason they chose not to use a squid was because they thought it would be cheesy and uh, and mentally unwieldy for the audience. And you know whether it would have been or not. I mean, it was just it was a choice made. And also, we got to consider the fact that you know that the choice to change the ending was was not solely an artistic choice. Um, you know, the the movie studios wanted Snyder to change the ending because just destroying um, just destroying New York City. Um, Harken back to 9-11 in uncomfortable ways, and that's one of the reasons why many cities were affected at the end of the changed ending. Um, but but I did I, I I thought the change ending worked really well. I, yeah. I thought the spirit was still there. Um, I didn't have a problem with it. Again, I, I said, and, and the fact that Ozzy Mantis gets to live at the end of it, it made it. I thought that was just. I thought that was a nice touch. Did you, Lisa? What did you think Spoiler about that? Alert. About Ozzy living. Oh, people didn't know that. Well, they do now. Um, uh, I, uh, is a tool. Um, <laughs> I was kind of, I mean, I was kind of indifferent. Nice. Yo, that needs to be a t-shirt. Kind of- Ozymandias is a tool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I was, I mean, as far as, as far as him living, I, I mean, I was kind of indifferent about it. Um, and you know what? I just finished reading it again last night, and I thought that he had lived in the book as well, but I may be mistaken. In any case, I don't know if he lives or dies. It's cool. Yeah. Um, I kind I kind of liked it. It it lended itself a little bit to a Lex Luthor type of a supervillain because now he he's running all the facilities that are going to rebuild these cities, and he's going to become, you know, if he was a billionaire before, he's a super billionaire now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a pretty dark ending, uh, as, as Ozymandias just flat out wins, and uh, you know there's pretty much no way no way around that. Um, uh, yeah, he uh, he does what he needs to do, and um, yeah, um, he's all of a sudden going to be even richer than he was before. Was this movie a success in y'all's opinion? Um, yeah, I thought it was very well made. Would yeah. I see it again? Yeah, Probably I not. So. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you what, was. though. I, I want to Lisa, sa- Lisa says yes. I want to lay a little bit of this at Alan Moore's feet because I think they did a good job of translating Alan Moore's uh, story. And uh, if, if people don't like the movie, I would I, I think that lays more at Alan Moore's feet than it does Zack Snyder's direction. So there. Why? Why is Absolutely. it Alan, why is what it Alan saying, Moore's fault if they people didn't because, like the movie? Because Alan Moore didn't write a story that was... That was, you know, eye popping and entertaining and popcorn fun. It's and not Alan Moore's fault. Yeah, he just wrote the story. He just wrote the story. That's what I'm saying. Well, he didn't they, ask Zack Snyder to make this movie. I know. In fact, he absolutely never wanted anybody to make this movie. So because he's a he's a crotchety curmudgeon. That tells me it's not Alan Moore's fault. Yeah, I don't get how it's. But I don't know. I think I see what you're saying though, because this movie is so close to what was written in the book. But it wasn't exactly. What was in the book, no, which was Alan Moore's You, you haven't seen the movie. You have no idea how I've close heard, it was to the I've book. I've heard enough, even from you guys, yeah. I've heard enough mm-hmm. to know it's not a 100% faithful translation. Basically, the only thing that's changed is the ending. I've heard that's really, that's much, really about many more it. arguments that, that there's so, like, okay, the, well, I, uh, Hollis Mason... Uh, the the Hollis Mason, Hollis Mason murder. murder is gone. Uh, there, there, there's that's a just, little. That's there's there's omissions due to time. Glossed over line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's compressions to the story. I mean, that's that. It's just we're just talking stuff that was cut out due to time that could very possibly be back in the special edition director's cut, whatever. So look for that at a DVD outlet. You only get you. one chance to make a first impression. 
the movie was already two hours, 45 minutes long. I'm not sure what they would have cut out. I've been out. told the director's cut of Daredevil is just amazing, but have I seen it? No, <laughs> you know because what? I watched the, the theatrical version, and I was like, it was good, but do I really want to sit through that again? I wouldn't have even given it that. I, I Yeah, no, you couldn't pay me to watch Daredevil again. Uh, I don't care how special that special edition is. That's just me. No, I'm being So will, it, will, so, will Bill, it make did, its money back, do you think? No. Yes, not, it will. Not, not in the theater. On, on DVD, yeah, but but I don't think in box office it will. No, well, I, I, mean, I think the budget is like $120 million, something, yeah, like, something that. like that. Yeah, but, well, I mean, you're only looking at the domestic returns, yeah. and it's you've got to factor in international returns, you've got to factor in you Okay, know, well, we'll talk sales, just domestic returns. In, you just know, factoring that in. Do you think it'll make it? Domestically? No, it's probably yeah. not going to. I mean, unless it happens to pick up a cult following and kind of picks up steam. Uh, no, it's going to be out of the theaters and another three or four. You know, you'll see at the Dollar Theater near you. Um, you know, by the end of the month. Do you think Zach Snyder's curled up in a the corner, going? They told me not to make it, and they no. I no. I think he's. I think Zach Snyder with it. Zach Snyder Moore's going to hunt me down, and he's going to kill me. Zach Snyder didn't. Zach Snyder did nothing. Uh, did nothing wrong. I think Zach yeah, Snyder did, did, did a fairly amazing job. Now, um, I think that. Um, he maybe could have squeezed more soul, more emotion out of the story. Uh, he seemed, uh, and this is not a surprise if you've seen 300, that most of the characters in 300 were basically ciphers, and it was a good action movie, and it was, uh, you know, it was, I don't know if it was groundbreaking, but it was extremely interesting technologically. I want to be you King know. Leonidas when I grow up. Yeah, I want to, <laughs> yeah, I want to get those, those plastic King Leonidas abs, um, <laughs> maybe for my birthday. Um, but, um, uh, so, yeah, Zack Snyder, um, kind of like McGee or, or one of those types, um, he excels at the technological process of making the movie and did a good job with it, but maybe his strength is not working with the actors to draw out, you know, uh, uh, the performance, you know, that earns someone, you know, the Golden Globe, the Oscar, the Kids' Choice Award, you know what? The, I'm, whatever. I'm, I'm wondering if, if I, because I had the same reaction to 300. I thought it was okay. Saw it once. I'm fine. You know, I don't need I'm, to see it again. I thought 300 is pretty thrilling, but I don't own a copy of it and, and not necessarily plan on getting one. Yes. Um, yeah. the, now, the first, okay. The, the first time I saw 300, I was a lot more jazzed than the first time I saw Watchmen. I mean, I, we walked out of the theater, uh, Frank and myself and uh, T-Bot 2000 uh, went and saw it last weekend. And um, now we had to spend about 15, 20 minutes in the yeah. parking lot afterwards just trying to figure out what we felt about it. I mean, we were just somewhere between confused. Plus I couldn't find my car. Yeah, I know. We, we, we ended up driving Frank around the parking lot for about 30 minutes, and we finally located it. He was at Razoo's. Yeah, he'd parked it. Uh, he'd parked it. He backed it into the slot, and, and so he didn't recognize the front of his car. So, yeah, yeah that's a problem. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we were somewhere between nonplussed and confused by the by you think that's by a sign of a movie. a movie that fails its audience when they leave going, Yeah, quite possibly. Well, I'm not sure. No, because because I, I've walked out of many movies that were incredibly dense, and five minutes after the movie's over, someone will say, "So what'd you think?" And I've said this I've said this a number of times. You can ask the professor. We'll we'll leave a movie, and she'll say, "So what'd you think?" And I'll go, "I'm not really sure yet. I'm still trying to figure it out." Um, not all movies are like that, but um, but I think uh, Watchmen was, and, and it's settling. What's odd though for me is that it's settling in to be kind of. My thoughts really haven't changed much since uh, since we left the theater. I'm still kind of I'm still kind of emotionally neutral on it. I, I think it was a um, I think it was basically a, a win movie. You know, as far as making a movie and adapting a book and all that, I do think it was a win. It just didn't grab me that much, and maybe because I think Watchmen was good, but I would I would be interested to find anybody who read 
the Watchmen trade and was so jazzed up for this movie, they, you know, darn near need to wear an adult diaper. Because the story itself, you know, it's a it's a good piece, you know, it's an excellent piece of literature. You know, it's very interesting. It's different. It's dark. It's it's modern. It's whatever. But it just doesn't grab me by the throat and not let me go. Okay, you know I mean? let, let's project here. Ten years, ten years in the future. It's now uh, 2019. And uh, uh, where does Watchmen fit uh, in history as in um, do people refer to it? Like, do people go, hey, you know, let's see. I love Watchmen. Let's go see it. Or, or they're showing a retrospective on Watchmen. I doubt it very seriously. Lisa? I Yeah, I unfortunately, I doubt it also. I just hope that it doesn't ha- doesn't wind up with the same kind of reputation as something like Waterworld. <laughs> Bill? I, I mean, I, I could see it, frankly. And, and, you know, I'm not necessarily trying to be cheeky here when I said I hope it doesn't end up kind of like, you know, Dune, the movie. Hmm. You know, uh, I a lot liked of, doing the movie. I did too. I did too, Lisa. Um, but, I will get him. Yeah, but you know the the fact that they changed certain fairly large you know events in the movie, and it just you know it tried to you know because Dune was you know fairly well unfilmable too. You know until David Lynch got his crack at it, and personally, I liked what he did. I've, in fact, uh, Dune was the first DVD I ever bought. Aside there, wow, bragger. Tell, I know, isn't that crazy? Can you believe that? Um, but you know, the idea of filming the unfilmable project, you know, I think it kind of applies to that too. You know, Lisa, you, you had you, mentioned, have you seen the four hour director's cut of Dune? Yes. Uh, when it first came out, uh, it made the rounds on the, uh, the UHF stations, uh, in, in, uh, the Oklahoma city area where I was uh, growing up and watching that just thrilled me. In fact, uh, to this day, um, I could put in the beginning uh, where they do kind of the arty storyboard, um, you know, the the history, right? And that just that thrills me, and that's that's one reason. I mean, I just, I just about get goosebumps just about thinking about it. That's one of the reasons why the uh, uh, those those prequel series that uh, Frank's uh, Frank's son uh, and uh, Kevin J. Anderson wrote um, uh, were were definitely on my list. Um, I think the uh, the first prequel they did. You know, 30 years before Dune was hard to read, and I barely got through it. The second one, though, which dealt with the Butlerian Jihad, um, I thought was incredible. Especially the uh, the first, um, you know, the, the the opening of the first book where they basically take you from, you know, present-day Earth, you know, all the way up to uh, um, where the, uh, the backstory of Dune starts. Good stuff, man. So, I, you know, Lisa, I don't think the movie was by any means a disaster or anything. Like Waterworld, oh, no. um, you know, it was. I just, it was just an extremely okay movie to me, and I wasn't blown away, and I wasn't disappointed, and I think that has something to do with the fact that I know the story so well. So, as a was watching movie, I just wasn't, I just was never surprised, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was. Never- I was never really surprised either while I was watching the movie, but I actually really did enjoy it. And we meant, we intended to go and see it again this weekend, but work got in the way, so we didn't get to go see it a second time this weekend. Um, what did your boyfriend think? Stayed, oh, he, yeah, he really, really enjoyed it. Cool. I, I like yeah, the way you said really that. He really, it, really it. enjoyed it. It's, it's like, did he love it or <laughs> well, did he? Because there's. Because there's there's levels. There's you know you enjoy something, you really enjoy it, you really really, and then there's really really <laughs> nice. Okay. You know, it's like it's like speaking Thai. It's all tonal. Um, <laughs> Good, nice <laughs> reference. I like that. Thank you. Wing Ting Tao. <laughs> but it's <laughs> but it stuck with me. It stuck with both of us, and it stuck with me. I mean, dare I say, um, kind of the way Inland Empire stuck with me. 
Wait, what was that again? I mean, Watchmen, I mean, walking away from the theater, and then for even a couple of days after, the movie stuck with me, and it stayed in my head the way Inland Empire um, stayed in my head. Okay, I'm not familiar with that. In, that. Inland, uh, Inland Empire. Inland Empire. Okay, I'm yeah, not familiar with that. It's a David Lynch movie. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's movie. I think it's a great way to describe it because, like you, you know, I haven't really stopped thinking about it. Um, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, a week out, I'm still trying to figure out what my reaction was. <laughs> I you guess know, I've got it down by now. But, we're, uh, we're talking about David Lynch a little bit, and mm-hmm. uh, I went to go see Naked Lunch. I know that's, that's William Burroughs, but yeah. I went to go see that, that Naked Lunch, David Lynch movie. Right. And I could think of two things Peter wrong Weller. with that title. You're hungry? <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a Simpsons reference. The kid the kids go see a rated R movie because they have a fake ID and they go see Naked Lunch and they Gosh. come out of it and they go. I can think of two things wrong with that title. <laughs> Let me go back to something you guys said. Speaking of an unfilmable movie, mm-hmm. somebody said something about they weren't surprised in the movie. Mm-hmm. Did you actually Frank. expect to be surprised when mm-hmm. you've read that book? How could you possibly be surprised? By watching the Dune. Um, well, it's just like it's like Harry movie. Potter. You know, you you have the anticipation of seeing it on screen, but you know how it's going to end. I mean, for for goodness sake, we we knew how Star Wars, um, all the Star Wars, all the prequel movies were going to end, and but we still want to go see them. Well, I knew how you know? uh, I mean, Episode Three was going to end, and and frankly, you know, there's some parts in Episode Three that are really good, but. I have a hard time. I have a hard time getting razzed up about the idea of sitting mm-hmm. down and watching it. I mean, you you just want to see the characters come to life. That's why if you've read a book and then you and then you hear they're going to make a movie, you want to see the yeah. characters come come to life. You know how it's going to go. God, I'm just so sick of prequels. Mm-hmm. Sick to death of prequels. I mean, I mean the Star Trek the Star Trek movie. We know none of them are going to die, but we're going to go see it, right? Now I'm jazzed about Star Trek because they're going to, uh, you know, the way they're doing that with the new cast and all that. Um, you know, I think they've. They, they've got some good going there, and man, if you haven't learned to trust J.J. Uh, Abrams and Roberto Orsi by now, then you know, give up your fanboy card or fan lady card. Are you looking forward to that, Lisa? <laughs> uh, yeah, I am actually. I've had a lot of misgivings for a very long time, but now I I want it to be made now. Um, why do you have misgivings? Because I, I mean, I am a trucker. I I can't help it. Uh, I think I might have been born that way. Mm-hmm. I'm um, with you. But I had, for, I, for sorry, okay, I like J.J. Abrams enough. I hated, but I hated Cloverfield. I'm sorry, but I hated it. I see, I haven't seen that. Um, I walked out halfway. And I had, oh God, I watched it on my television, on DVD, and it made me nauseous. Um, just the, the motion of the camera. But I had problems with everything about this movie. I had problems with, particularly with the casting. I hated all of the casting that was going on with Star Trek. I mean, I'm still not, I mean, I'm still maybe not necessarily 100%. I don't, I'm still going to be saying, please don't suck right up until, <laughs> it's right up until the movie starts. So but just, I have, for the record, you're hating the hope. casting of this upcoming Star Trek movie. I was hating the casting of this upcoming Star Trek movie, particularly okay. Carl Urban as Dr. As Bones. Oh, dear I heavens. Hate, Carl Urban as Bones. I mean, we haven't. I think he might be able to pull it off. We haven't seen anything but teasers, but I just I I love the fact that Carl Urban is a little bit older than the rest of them. I'm really, I I think he actually looks like Bones. My Spock eyebrow raises when I when I look at you know who is this this basic no name playing Captain Kirk. Let's and he he looks a little bit too pretty. Wait, I I, I want to ask Lisa something. Uh, Lisa, what did you think of the series Enterprise? 
You know what? I haven't even seen the whole thing. What? I've only seen well, the obviously, obviously it didn't capture your attention. <laughs> okay, here's okay, well, here, here, okay. here's a thumbnail for you, Lisa. The first two seasons. Yeah, the first two seasons boring. Third season interesting, but completely inconsequential out of canon the fourth season what they should have been doing in the first season they got canceled so let's listen to the latest star trek trailer the whole thing we, yeah let's listen to it maybe stop just talk a little bit about All it because right. i'm very excited okay. about it let me get past the green <sighs> and then i have a question for bill can you hear that lisa yeah i can hear it i couldn't believe it when the bartender told me who you are why are you talking to me man father was captain of the starship for 12 minutes. He saved 800 lives, including yours. Okay, I paused it. Was James T. Kirk's father mm-hmm. actually a starship captain? For 12 we, minutes. I've never heard minutes. that before. I mean, I've never read... I have I've, no idea. I've never read most of the books, but I've seen every episode, and I've they never, never mentioned of, that at all, No, they? I've never heard of uh, Roy Jackson. No, Jackson Roy Kirk was in the Nomad, um, but... Uh, now, I've never heard of uh, James Kirk's father doing anything like that. We thought he was a farm boy in Iowa. Okay. Which would lead you to think that his father might be a farmer well, in Iowa. Wait a second. So if his, if his father, so if he was growing up on a farm, then you would think his father would be a farmer and not a starship captain. God. So. I'm sorry. Did I not just say that? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> You, are, are you playing? Are you playing chess again? No, I'm playing Minesweeper. Okay. No, I'm. Uh, I'm actually working on my calculator because I wanted to see if he saved 18 lives or 800 lives in 18 minutes. I wanted to see how many lives he could save in an hour. It's. Ooh, I like that. 850 I like lives. Listen. Father was captain of a starship for 12 minutes. I like Bruce Greenwood a lot. Now, one thing. 800 lives. 800 lives he saved. For uh. That doesn't mean there was only 800 on the ship. There could have been 1,200 and four of them from died. If you had given him an hour, his dad, he could save 4,000 lives. For my own Sweet. personal uh, self-aggrandizement <laughs> minute, um, on Half Hour Wasted, uh, one of the uh, one Legion of Dudes uh, was on one of their forums where they said the uh, the Star Trek trailer rolled and they thought it was me. <laughs> Talking? <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Including yours. I think on the forum someone said that they thought it was your voice. God, would that be great? Maybe someday. In Starfleet. Okay, so I'm not as good looking as uh, Bruce Greenwood, though. So that is true. I know. Trust me. You will experience fear. Hey, I just fear in the face of certain death. Pull your We received a distress call. I've been waiting for this day my whole life. We've got no captain and no first officer to replace him. Yeah, we do. Okay. Huh. He just sat down in the captain's chair. Yeah. Now, I'm sorry, but I don't remember any of this as being canon. No, this but is all new stuff. I mean, what? Well, we, what we never think it was canon. We've never it heard these needs stories to yet. be canon because this is the origin of Star Trek. It has to fit in the canon, or I will be mad. Did Don't you go not see it. See you Enterprise? better not go see it then. Enterprise Just the Enterprise, which you better not go see no, it then. The reason I'm being mm. this way is because J.J. Yeah. Abrams said it is not a reboot. Okay? If it's okay. not a reboot, 
I expect certain things. Well, but we've never uh, heard Battle the story. Battlestar Galactica wasn't a reboot. It was a retelling. We've never heard the exact story. Maybe this is the about Battle why, you know, We don't know when and how and exactly why Kirk sat down in the captain's chair the first time. We have always assumed that he was given a commission and this and that, but we've never actually heard the story. Well, he did go to the Academy because... This trailer, yeah. this scene right here, yeah. makes it look as if... He takes over. And I understand dies. editing. I mean, I do it for a living. Yeah. You know, I, you know, that's why I like Survivor. I watch. They cut in those reaction shots, Ooh. you know, to make and you know they've think. stolen those reaction yes, shots. Exactly. Oh, I'm so maybe this is misdirection going on. But this mm-hmm. trailer leads me to believe that uh, that's Bones. Yeah. And Sulu. Mm-hmm. They're already part of Captain Robert T. April's crew. Is that not Pike's crew? I meant Pike. Okay, cool. I meant Sorry. Pike, Christopher Didn't, Pike. Not not mean to. And and then something happens here. to Pike and dies. Well, and that's he why he's taken off. It's Delta he just Ray. Says, he just says we don't have a captain anymore. Well, maybe maybe he's unconscious. Yes, maybe he is. Maybe he's in the sick bay. Yeah. Beep, Could beep. that happen? Could that is that possible? Yeah. It is. By the possible. way, well, that's um, probably what it is if, because if we you know had given that Pike if, was stolen if you had given James Key. Uh, in, in an average day, in an eight-hour day, James T. Kirk's father could have saved thirty-two thousand lives. <laughs> if you'd give in That's just an average math, eight uh, eight uh, eight-hour day. Mm-hmm. Now a forty-hour week. Yes. And I, I realize I realize I'm generalizing. Is Lisa still with us, or did she hang up? Lisa. Lisa. We lost her. Um, oh no! In a four-hour week, uh, oh, one thousand totally six hundred. How long uh, has she been lives. gone? The board thing. <laughs> We're gonna pause right now. No, just leave. Let's- Okay, we're trying to get Lisa back on the phone, but Sage, what were you saying? Sage is trying to get Lisa back on the phone. Sage, say something. I'm not hearing any ringing. Sage. Spider me. Spider me. So, um, have we uh, completely lost internet service or something? No, no. I've got, I'm connected. Please, yep. please leave a message and I'll get back. Oh. Hmm. Try it one more time, Bradley. All right, I'm trying it. But do you understand what I'm saying about? Hi, you've reached Lisa. Okay, you guys talk. Are you going to call her? We're not recording. Hi, you've no. reached Lisa. Now we're recording. I there we go. We, I thought we've been recording. I do for the not last know. 10 minutes. I do not know if we recorded any of that or not. They will never hear. <laughs> we had brilliant, incisive. They will never hear the greatest about joke the casting ever. of Star Trek movie. Yeah, and case, of course the funniest joke ever, which has actually caused three innocent bystanders to perish. We're case, very sorry. In case about we didn't record that. I just want the mm-hmm. Star Trek movie to make sense. That's why I'm just like it's got to fit with the well, story. Well, it can, you know, it can still be fun. Yeah. I know, I know, and and I need to let go of well, the. I don't think I'd worry so much of the, of the anal retentiveness that yeah. everything has to Hi. be. Jerry, please leave a well, see, I don't think that Do you have another number for her. No, that was the only number. I don't mm, think you're necessarily okay. going to have to worry about maybe your ba- maybe your phone died. Maybe I'm going to send her an email. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I don't think you're gonna have to walk out thinking that they just stomped all over canon and they changed stuff left and right and it's just this is nothing like you know the original Star Trek. I think that that what we're seeing at least in the trailers and you know who knows how this is gonna translate when we actually see the movie, but it seems like the stuff they're showing us in the trailers that we've never seen before is stuff that has never been referenced, you know, or, oh, or yeah, thoroughly yeah. explained before. Her so, phone died. Did she write an email? Yeah. Oh. Okay. At least. At least. Uh, <laughs> Does I'm she, writing her right now. Does she have Skype? I'll see. Ask her if she has Skype. Hello. Or ask for a home phone. We'll just call that. She may not want to give that one out. I wouldn't blame her. 
So yeah, I mean, I, I just, I don't know about you guys. I'm just, I, I could not be much more jazzed. You could do casting. that if you wanted to. Uh, it'll be fun. You know, it's just, it's just a movie. No, it's not going to be just a movie, Frank. It's going to be man? a revolution in human achievement. Yeah, the older I get, the more, uh, the less excited I get about movies. <sighs> What what excites you more than when you were a kid? Mm, Come on, chocolate, pick up, chocolate milk. Pick up, pick up, ultra pick up. thick toilet paper. Oh, you know what? Hmm? Have you tried Cottonelle? It is far and beyond the quilted kind. Okay. That is the way to go, my friend. Wow. I mean, I spend actual, the extra fifty cents. Actual threads, huh? Yes. How much do you okay. Make it? Okay. So it's got like a big thread count in it, which is important. Cottonelle, way to go. Spend okay. your money. Th- if you're going to spend your money somewhere, spend it there because you deserve it. It's empty, dude. So what else did you do in Hawaii? Well, uh, did we you were, get to go to a luau? We chose not to. Okay. Ooh. Too touristy? But yeah. Uh, mm. we, we went on a, Probably um, very touristy. a <laughs> dinner cruise in the Waikiki Bay area Okay. where we were supposed to... It was whale season, so you know they said might even see some whales on the cruise. Okay, um, didn't see any whales on the cruise, but I saw a few on the beach. Oh, really? Oh, big women. <laughs> not only, you know, not only I wasn't, you know, confining it to one gender. I, I was think, I think, literally. I think whales would be women. You would probably say, what would you say for a guy? You wouldn't say a whale for a guy, would you? I didn't mean when. You now you make me look like a jerk. <laughs> Well, what did you mean? I meant large people on the beach. Okay. That's all I meant. You know, I'm going to cut all meant... that out. <laughs> well, no. Maybe not. Maybe not. I and thought you were talking we... about those those guys that show up with a million dollars in their pocket and they want to do some gambling. Are they called whales? Yes, they are. Uh, is that not ga- aware of Vegas is there gambling? called a whale. Is there gambling no. in Hawaii? No. Why'd you bring that up? Because that's Bill. Bill oh. Well, they, they party on the boat. and Well, that's because oh. you want another definition of the word whale. Oh, that might help to get Brad out of trouble. I'm just trying to help. A if sea mammal. Hey, hey, if you don't want my help, she respond I don't yet? have to give it to uh, you. Let's see. Let me do S5. So, uh, waiting for a instead phone of renting charge. a car for our transportation, we yes. rented a two-person scooter. Okay. Oh, really? A yeah, two-person? Girl, That's cool. girlfriend uh, has, yeah. has a motorcycle license. Cool. So yeah. she drove the scooter, and I sat on the back. I was, she was my taxi. And we went all wow. across the island. We drove up through the middle of the island, to, through the pineapple fields, up to the north west corner of the island and all around the top and north and east side of the island we got out i went snorkeling then we came back through the mountains and the tunnel it was just like we went to pearl harbor okay it was a work trip so she had work to do a couple of days right now how did you spend while she was at work what did you do i stayed at home and (laughs) edited podcasts (laughs) really i stayed at at my in my hotel room and edited podcasts you should have. Uh, you should have gone out you didn't do that for the whole time though what else did you do no i and there was one time when I, i did take a walk uh, walked out to the uh-huh. ocean, walked in the ocean. And yeah. It was very cold. Uh, it rained four out of five days we were there, so... It was cold. The water was cold. Oh, okay, all right. The ocean water was cold. Now, is that the south or north side that you guys are standing on? We side? stayed on the south side okay. in, in, next to Honolulu okay. in Waikiki. Because is it the warm? The water supposed to be warmer on the north side, or the waves are bigger? I don't know, but the, wa- the waves were much bigger on the north side. No, 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 no. And um, yeah. I saw lots of surfers. We climbed up Diamond Head... Oh, yeah. How was that? Up to the top. Very wow. cool. Very cool. Diamond and head. poisonous? No, that's a snake. Okay. <laughs> that's a snake. All right. Something smells good. Oh, is thank wife, you. Is a professor cooking? Desaging a new diaper, is that it? No. No, I, I had. Oh, still haven't heard from Lisa, by the way. Um, 
Your wife's pretty hot, man. <laughs> we were invited to for a chili dinner, but I think we have plans. I'm going to call her cell phone again. Maybe she could have plugged it in. Maybe she maybe in. maybe her plug didn't work. I maybe she's at work. Care. Nope. Mm, maybe she's uh, so on the road. Well, well at uh, least we know what happened. Yeah, what happened, and she knows that we know because you responded to her mm-hmm. email. If not, that's okay. Or maybe, or maybe she just kind of went. Eh, turned off her phone. Yeah, she said, I'm through. <laughs> these, uh, these, these numbskulls yeah, these are just jackals only get a word in edgewise, and I, so I'm out of here. I do have to say, though, she was very cool. I would love to have her on the show again, and that's pinkraygun.com. Yes, go there and enjoy the webcomic. I, I wanted to ask I more questions about uh, I, intergalactic law. I feel really bad about ending the show without at least saying goodbye. Mm. Oh, one other thing in Hawaii. Uh-huh. There was a, across from one of the hotels we stayed at, there was a, a like a little... Uh, flea market type mm-hmm. of deal going uh-huh. on. Yes, and there was a lady selling these, and I have a feeling that she wasn't supposed to be selling them <laughs> because she goes, "You Dude. hide that, you hide that in suitcase. Don't take out, no show nobody." Yeah, it's a, enough, uh, it's a it's a battering. They probably don't want to see that. Uh, yeah, that would wow. be a weapon. Let's see that. You remember the in in Dude. Batman Begins when he's designing those things, he's cutting yes. them, he's sharpening them, he throws it and sticks it in the wall. Right. Yep. That's what that is. So it's it's wow. it, Brad just described it perfectly, and it came with the satchel. It came with a with a sheath. A sheath. Uh, a, Have you thrown it? <laughs> no, but I'm dying to throw it at a, at a tree and see if I can get it to stick. I that mean, it's extremely cool. sharp, and and ouch, I just poked myself. <laughs> now, it's Brad, cool, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's very cool. That thing yeah, is ultra cool, man. And I'm it's, glad it didn't, because that would have gotten confiscated easily. And apparently it was uh, 440 stainless, whatever that means. I don't hey, know. Um, now, I've always heard that the prices for everything in Hawaii is high because they're I did island. spend, huh, gosh, I bought a... Um, Starbucks there, a uh-huh. couple dollars more than here. So maybe okay. four or five dollars, five six bucks, five or six bucks, five or six bucks. Yeah, which is silly, you know. Yeah. But um, everything has to be shipped there. That's why it's so expensive. I guess, but gas was only two thirty seven, which you know, relatively speaking, is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how about something like um, how about? Do we have a we have a naked baby running around? It's a little Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> it's Doctor Manhattan Junior. It's Doctor Manhattan Junior. We just saw Doctor. Has she Man- responded? Has she Let's responded see. yet? Look at that. <laughs> that was. Uh, uh, I'm just no. I feel we're, really we're sad, Lisa. I feel really bad about. Uh, it's okay. Ending the show without talking to her. So stinking technology. But we should end it. You think? Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll. Yeah. Well, let's well a little more Hawaii talk. So oh, okay. other than that, um, are we going to do another show this afternoon or just one? We can get know. together next weekend. Can we get together next weekend? I actually, yeah, we can get together next weekend. I actually yeah. have work 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 I need to do. You so sorry about so, that. Uh, no, okay. So how many how many coconuts would you give Hawaii out of uh, seventeen? Seventeen. Seventeen coconuts. No, seventeen. I'm going to give it fifteen this uh-huh. trip because okay. it rained four out of five okay. days we were there. Huh. Now there was one time where um, you guys know Brian Shelton. Yes. Oh yeah. Brian Shelton actually um, calls. She he directs the shows right, that right. that my girlfriend does, mm-hmm. um, and so we got to hang out with him for a couple of days cool. in Hawaii, which was nice. He had a rental car, and we were going to go with him in the rental car to the north side of the island if if it didn't stop raining. But it stopped raining long enough for us to hop on the bike. So he cool. followed us. We drove up north, um, and then on the way back through another and taking another highway through the main. Um, we were on the island of Oahu, which is where Honolulu okay. you know, is. Um, but anyway, uh, through the main mountains, it, it, the rain liked to hang around the mountains. 
Okay. And we came out of a tunnel and just got, it just got drenched with this rain. Wow. And we're going on an interstate. Yeah, you know, on 55 a, miles on a an Vespa. hour. On a, well, no, it was like bigger than that. It was okay. like a small motorcycle. Oh, wow. And it was raining. Did she just write back? Yeah. What did she say? No Skype was offered a plate of dinner as soon as I walked out. Mouthful of eggplant parmesan. Smile. Okay. Well, then, <laughs> thank you, uh, Lisa, for being on the show. And, anyway, uh, go on. So, um, anyway, we got caught in the downpour and... And uh, it literally felt like somebody was shooting me in the face with a with a BB yes. gun. I've never been on a on a bike in the rain oh, okay. going fifty five miles an hour. Wow! But it was like BB gun. I mean, it was. I don't know how she did it, but she was a pretty amazing on that bike. <laughs> it was uh, nice to be a to be the uh, uh, passenger. Yes. I can show you all some pictures later. It's all that Harley Davidson training, huh? Yeah, my uh, my little digital camera. Has a video function, so I was able to take some video. Also, oh, cool. yeah, so it was real nice. Um, went to Pearl Harbor. Uh, we ate at a couple of local places. Um, you know, we took that one tour, uh, bike tour around the island. We got out. We actually found, you know, a place to go snorkeling, and yeah. So we had like one full day without rain. Okay, but it was one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Really? Yeah, I've never been out of the country. Mm-hmm. And even though that was United States, I would consider it out of the country. Right. I mean, because in my You're little world. off the continent. Yeah. It was, you know, Lawson asked me to bring him some Hawaiian money. So oh, I did. Okay. I did. The exchange rate, you know, it's, it's one pretty, to one. Pretty Wait, even. I, didn't, I didn't realize that there was something like Hawaiian currency. That's a joke. Because they oh, use the same kind okay. of money we do. I told him I'd bring him some Hawaiian coins. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I brought him a quarter, one of the state quarters. Uh-huh. I brought him a Hawaiian state quarter. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> But those are out. Man, I got to get to the store. Yeah. I got to get to the bank. Um, but we had a good puppies. time. Had a nice time. Oh, and they've got There's McDonald's. They've got Starbucks. The they've got Best mm-hmm. Buys. Wow. They've got Chili's. <laughs> they've got. I hope you didn't eat Chili's while you were there. No, but we, <laughs> we did America eat at a Benihana's. <laughs> hey, that Benihana's is, is pretty thing. awesome, man. Well, it, we were extremely hungry. Uh, girlfriend and, and Brian and I were just like dying, yeah. and it was right there next to the hotel. Right, right. So we were like, let's just go over here. And uh, we we actually sat next to a couple who um, looked just like our friend Bill Quiet. No way! Yeah. Wow. So I, I took him. I took a picture of him. The picture doesn't do justice, but in person he looked and acted. It sounded like so. I was calling him Phil Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, by the and, way, and, we saw Bill Friday. He's gone bald, he, and he is one hundred percent bald. He is a cue ball now. Yeah, he, he's going. Yeah. yeah, he's going. He's going Kojak these days. Really? It's a, a good. Yeah, what's up, Mister Quiet? How you doing? Did he it have a, a uh, lollipop? No, no, but, but I'll tell you, it is a good. It is a good look for him. Oh, good, seriously, it's good, very good. And he's a good guy too. Bill Quiet. You With probably don't know who we're talking about out no, there. They have no idea. Nobody <laughs> has any idea what we talk about. But most Bill of the time. Quiet, he's the guy. We're, you need to know. We we appreciate the uh, the the listeners' largesse though. Largesse. We very rarely make sense. Why do you always have to? Use I'm trying that word? to think of anything else that might have you know fun. Like I said, we went Diamond mm-hmm. Head. You Did know. you ever consider going to like a comic book store, or at least looking? <laughs> I'm glad one you out? said that. I, on my phone, you know, I can go. I can talk to it. Uh-huh. It's, I said live live search option. Uh-huh. It locates my GPS, and then I go comic books and talk to it, and it'll pull them up. Uh-huh. And I'm like, hey, look, I found four comic books within. Five miles of our hotel, and she looks at me like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> and, but the thing is, she would have let me go in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I could have gone when she was working, but I, yeah. you know, 
it's a it's a comic book store. I got those at home. I don't yeah. need to go to a Hawaiian. Yeah, comic but these book are store. Hawaiian comic books. Yeah, yes. but they, totally different. They cost the same. They're not in the Hawaiian language. It's all the same, brother. So <laughs> did you uh, did you find the Contiki Tia? Come again. Uh, Greg Greg Brady's. Did you, uh, did you get that's to the, Greg Brady's thing? Did you right? go into a cave and get to the end of the cave and say it's a dead end? And then Come Peter again? then Peter said, "Don't say that word." And then he say what? He says, "Dead." Come again? Was Vincent Price in that cave? It was Vincent Price, wasn't it? I don't know. What you guys you can mock about. me all you want, but uh, that's a Brady I'm the one, episode. When I'm the one who's hip to pop culture, as opposed to you guys. Yeah, only forty so, years uh, ago. I think that's history and not pop culture. Forty years ago, <laughs> just darn near, dude. Are we recording? <laughs> Oh, let me check. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There was a small period there, people, where it was genius, but we may not have been recording. Yeah, I know. It, it was probably at least the second, maybe maybe at bottom, the third best thing we've ever done on the air. And, I uh, check me. Oh, well. Are you playing chess? Not anymore. No, I never you was. just won. Uh, there's a, uh, a new Who Are You post I'd like to read. Oh, read that. oh you know what? I got a really great... Uh, email too. So why don't you pull that up and I'll pull the email. Okay. Up. Hey, who's the crippled Avenger? I've had many. He has his him. own podcast now called the Handicast. The Handicast. His name is <laughs> Lucas King. Do we? Okay. I don't mean to sound insensitive, but do we know what his handicap is? No, I do not. We should. Uh, um, Lucas, what is your handicap? If, Call us now. <laughs> Yeah, if you don't, if you don't, mind. if you don't mind breaking the fourth wall, there, you know, you could say it's none of our business. By the way, uh, I I heard the I heard it yesterday, uh, the handicast, and it was him and his brother got into this conversation about um, comparing dogs <laughs> dogs. Versus, dogs uh, <laughs> do, it's right here. There's a uh, actually it was golden retrievers versus lions. I think dogs <laughs> versus. I saw his banner on the on the. Okay. Oh, here it is. Dogs versus tigers. Okay, you just got to listen okay. to it to get that reference because <laughs> it is it, it 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 killed me. It was so funny. On his I banner, he's got Snoop Dogg and Tony the Tiger. I haven't checked out the forum for episode one thirteen yet, so it's uh, bad. so check that is out. That Monty Python still? What is that? Where? Where? No, that oh, that's a, a, a match game match still. Game, okay. Yeah. Oh, like John Cleese there for a second. Uh, Bill, have you read the Outer Spaceman yet? Uh, no, I, no I, I know you got a big pile. I sent, I gave that to you. That was, I, I thought it was Eric Hayes. I've got a pile the size of you Texas. You said big pile. <laughs> uh, the size of the Great Lone Star State see. of Texas. Anyway, uh, the outerspaceman.com. Check that out because yeah. it was a cool book. He, uh, he sent us a copy to the show and, uh, I read the first, over to Bill. I've read the first 20 pages so far. I am intrigued and I need to get back into it. I've been trying to, I've got Green Lantern trades and yeah, I just, you, you got a big pile. I had to, well, I had to read, uh, <laughs> Batman RIP because, uh, my man Brad was kind enough to uh, score for me and it was dang good. And you know what? Next time I read it, maybe I'll understand it. There you go. Um, so, you know, I still love you, Grant. The Darth Knight, K-N-I-G-H-T, the Darth Knight. Knigget. Knigget. Allow myself to introduce myself. Oh. He gets, point, <laughs> gets points just for that. He gets points just for that. Does it get better from there? I'm Jason from Las Vegas. I've been listening to Half Hour Wasted since I heard about you guys on CGS just before episode 100. Ah. Congrats on that, by the way. I have become a loyal listener of both Half Hour Wasted and Legion of Dudes. Thank you, sir. Since then. I went back and listened to all the movie-based episodes, and I love them. I recently, about a year and a half ago, got back into comics after stumbling across the CGS podcast, and I must say that I love how the community is on these forums. I do, too, Jason. Big time. Echo that. Yes. Uh, he says, I hope to go to my first convention at San Diego this year and plan on going to the CGS Super Show next year. Hopefully, I'll have an opportunity to meet some of you at either one. See you on the boards, Jason. Beauty. Okay, I'm getting. To I always get a real thrill out of seeing somebody else post on that thread. Like they're actually, actually, people actually are listening to me. Are you? 
queued up? Are you set up uh, to, to do your just thing? Just a second. Well, maybe it's time for yes. The book. Oh, of that Dune. would be perfect. The oh, book of yes. Dune. Brad, this book. will make you happy. What, yeah. what music did I play? You know what we did when we recorded two episodes that one weekend? Yeah. We didn't do a reading of Dune in the second episode. Oh that we did. man. Did did I play music in the first? <sighs> I don't remember that. I I, I don't think the uh, the reading for the book of Dune requires uh, music background. Oh yes, it does. You know, I well, it would have perfect to be strangers. It have to be like or, some, no, some like some Daft Punk or something. It have to be some British electro pop or something. It, this needs to be some serious, uh, borderline ominous music. And here, uh, hand it to it, me. I'm going to give you the sentence. I'm, I want it to be as random as possible. No, it, dude, it I've, got the, I've got the sentence one right out. here. It's he right said here. he's picked okay. one out that's apropos. Okay. I don't know what that means. Hang on. Let me, let, let me, I'm going to select some music, okay? Can you just bear with me? Would you just relax for a second? You know, I went to the doctor one time, and they asked me to bear down, and I farted. Ah, oh, dude. <laughs> wow. That really happened. Really? Is that really necessary? That happened, though. Whenever I hear the word bear, I always think of that uh, of that incident. Is that really necessary? It was a stress test. What is going on with the iTunes? You know what I've noticed about our last few episodes? No. Well, they just kind of meander off into nothingness. It's hey, um, I'll read this while you look that up. Um, hmm. Oh, man, I pulled up the wrong message. UTSA. This is from uh, uh, Osno O N O Z N O from the Comic Book Forums. He sent me a very kind message. O M G. That means oh my god. Um, so I'm on my way home, trying to catch up on my half hour wasted episodes. When I start episode fifty one, where you're interviewing Cat Skaggs, and you're and you guys are both talking about being UTSA grads. I totally flipped when I heard that. I graduated in 2000 with an engineering degree, but I started in 93. So he's Don't got ask. a real job. <laughs> right. Um, so then he asked when I was there and all that stuff. But here's the really nice part. Uh, let's see. It's a lot of, um, it, um, talking about our show, it's a lot of fun. It has officially become my fave podcast, even passing CGS. Even my wife <sighs> digs you guys. Really? Wow. How's that make wow. you that? Wow. That's that's, that's that's a big your compliment. Your pretty hot, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's unexpected. Unexpected. That is unexpected. And his name is Chris uh, Ozno on the forum. I guess Ozno on the forum. But thank you for those kind words. Ozno. Well, cool, man. I'll look forward to uh, you know kind words or you know. And if he's on episode fifty-one, it's obviously going to be a while before he. Can. I have a, I have <laughs> a question. Oh, yeah, it just gets better and better from What's there. What's his name, boys. Chris? Yes, Chris I Ozno. Qu- I have a question for Chris. Hmm? How much do you make a year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if he's an engineer, I can tell you that. Assuming you've got a job, yes, please, please, my, you know, me. Aren't you gonna me, join Dr. us K for the Sue, Dr. readings K. for the Book of Dune? All right. Oh, that's good. I like you think, that. You think this will work? That, that's yeah, that's appropriate. You might bring the monks down a little bit uh, in the mix, but I can't that, change the mix. That's too bad. Okay, well, let's wait till the. Okay, and here we go. And I am a desert creature, Kynes thought. You see me, Father? I am a desert creature! And that was a reading from the Book of Doom. Join us next week for another sentence from the Book of Doom. I got one for you right now. No. No. It has to be prophecy. No. No. One sentence per episode. You are pushing. You're about to be demoted. 
one of these days. Yeah, Mister. It's my goal. Days, it's Alice. my goal to get well, through. You know what? You're we're docking your pay. Uh, I want to get one of these. Uh, how oh, much hey, is nothing to nothing? Can I mention, you know what? I'm going to start my own podcast. Can I mention just read this? The whole stinking book. You're forbidden to starting from starting your own podcast. <laughs> you may not. You may the, not. The start Bill McDonald. <laughs> this is Bill McDonald's sweet <laughs> secret podcast. If anybody out there don't tell Brett stumbles across a hidden website that has episodes of the Bill McDonald show. <laughs> You owe it to us, half hour wasted, to rat him out. Bill, I now I want you. I want to see how long your podcast can go until we uh, until we find you. You need to do this. You need to hide your podcast because we will we will call you out on the air. My main problem is I have no idea how to get a podcast on the air. So um, yeah, that'd be a hell of a trick. Well, you need some wires. Yeah, it'd pretty much be uh, two cans and a, uh, and a and a tight string and so, something to talk. Yeah. Well, no, you don't need anything to talk about apparently. Well, you just it doesn't. I don't like need things to discuss. So I just recently started getting into Buffy. Okay, that is. I'm sorry, I waited so long to get into that show. That is a funny show. This, there are a number. This is for my brother. We need to have one of those shows where we we talk about all the shows we haven't gotten into that we mm-hmm. regret not watching. Where is it? Oh, here we go. This is from Brad's brother. Hey, right? Okay. You know what that is? It's a video game. I can see that. You recognize that? That's for my brother. I told him I was going to play this on the show. Oh, okay. So what's the game? Moon Patrol. Yeah, oh, dang it. I was kind of worried about that. Nice. Awesome? Yeah. I found a, actually found a Moon Patrol video on YouTube, so I snagged it. Oh, okay. It'd be a lot cooler if that was like the game, you know. Yeah. There you go, Kevin. That's for you. That's Rock nice two D. Uh, some nice two D adventures. It's very two D. So, were you going to say something? No. Oh, I, I thought I'd. It's time for me to put up or shut up. So okay. I finally read Batman: The Long Halloween by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Hmm. Right. Not a fan of Tim Sale's artwork. Okay. At all, and I. Do you appreciate on heroes? I don't watch heroes. Wow, I just had my worldview changed. Becky. Becky? Who's Becky? Pocky. Pocky. Okay, Sage, I need I, for you to go get me a cup of focus. sugar and two pieces of copper wire. Can you do that? A cup of sugar and two pieces of copper wire. What? Copper wire. What? I need two pieces of <laughs> copper wire. He literally just looked yeah. at you and went, what? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, okay, and get the rest of the five W thirty. Okay, yes. All right, we we need the five W. We need it's on the shelf next to the left-handed smoke shifter. Okay, no, hey, not that shelf. The now. other shelf. Yeah, once just go ask him to find a box stretcher. He's two so, for the love. I of finally heaven. read Batman: The Long Halloween. I was putting okay. it off. Was it long? Was no, it Halloweeny? It was. It, it was thick. A very good story. It's a tome. Okay, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The art grew on me after a while. That I, it is so stylized. Though. I can see I having issues getting into it. Now, I read um, the Spider-Man Blue that Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale did. You know, they've done okay, Daredevil yeah. Yellow, Hulk like Captain Gray, America Captain White, America or whatever. White. I haven't read any of those. Um, it's too bad. Uh, they did Spider-Man. There was another one, Spider-Man Blue. Spider-Man. Daredevil Yellow. I said that one. Mm. Anyway, I liked the art in Spider-Man Blue a lot. I don't know why. So I thought, okay, I'm going to give this a shot now. Yeah. It was, wasn't the same, but as the story progressed, it grew on me. I liked the story, the mystery. I didn't see the end coming. Well, I'll just say okay. that much. Um, 
when I I said I'd, I'll put up or shut up, I've been complaining about that book, even though I've never read it. I've been complaining about it <laughs> because of the art. Just because of the art. Huh? Um, yeah. You, you know, talking about Spider-Man Blue, there is my favorite drawing of uh, of Gwen Stacy in in that book. Um, she's standing at a doorway, much like Mary Jane does. You mm-hmm. know, Richie goes, you know, what's that line she goes? She says about Tiger. Yeah, Lucky Tiger. You Face lucky it, tiger. tiger, you just hit the jackpot. Right. It's it's in the same vein, but it's different. But it's of Gwen Stacy, and it's just, oh, my gosh, every time I look at it, it's just, it's beautiful. I just, yeah, Gwen, Gwen Stacy's always been, even though I don't know that much about her, I think she's, I think she's hot. I think, um, <laughs> I think Tim Sale's art, you know, is an acquired taste. It was for me. Am I going to run out to to read the next Tim Sale book? I doubt it, but I've been, I've heard it was a good story, and it was. It actually was. So uh, I, I felt I, the need to confess my, you know, unfair treatment of that book. I did read um, Hulk Gray, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a kind of an origin story. It, it's all done in flashback, but uh, that has an ending that I didn't see coming. Either, mm. and it, I, and it must be that that must be their 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 thing about the ending, you know, just giving you a great ending, and because the ending was so interesting to me, I was, it, it made the book that much better. This is like a cross between uh, Michael Golden and Steve Ditko. Yeah, there is some Steve Ditko in there. Is this your first Tim Sale? No, you saw Heroes. I said I've seen his artwork on Heroes, but it's never been in comic form. Oh, and he does use different styles here. It's really interesting. They're, um, um, like the action sequences, uh, um, the first time uh, you see Batman and uh, Catwoman, um, it almost looks like a very traditional style of art, but then you get to other parts where it's it's absolutely anything but. I mean, again, it's, it's almost Ditko-ish um, in its stylization. So I, I recently just read um, Final, New Frontier. By um mm-hmm. oh I can't think of the artist name the writer artist uh um, that guy that famous guy uh, Darwin, Darwin Cook. Cook there you go first time I read it the story was okay and you know usually art you know I could take it or leave it but this really blew me away I loved loved the art it was it had that deco nineteen sixties fifties futuristic look yeah it was hot baby. It was. It, uh, that's the first time I've I can remember looking at a book and going, "Wow, this is pretty." All right, yeah, good. sure. <laughs> there were a couple holes in the story, though. I thought there's definitely more than a little Frank Miller in uh, Tim Sale's artwork too. Maybe maybe that's what I should say. Sage, Sage, where's the baking soda? Sage, I need the baking soda. Sage, you didn't bring anything on the list with you. Not one thing. Sage, I need baking soda and a four dollar bill. Be- He's in that same. It's kind of a recurring theme with him. Wow. What are you talking about, man? Where's the four dollar bill? Where's the copper wire? I need I need a copper wire that's like four inches long. Can you get that for me? Copper wire. And okay, I'd say we're suspiciously close to wasting people's time at this yeah, point. And a cup time. of antimatter. <laughs> I thought we were going out uh, when we rolled music the first time. Frankly, it was like twenty minutes ago. I didn't roll any goodbye music, <laughs> no. but I will now. Watch this. Now, it's like after the reading of the Book of Dune, I kind of figured that uh, that might be the take. It'll force us to mm-hmm. to go. Here we go. Wow, oh, fantastic! We need to 
say, please listen to, to the Legion of Dudes? Yes. Every Thursday on this feed, it's the Legion of Dudes where they go in-depth into your favorite graphic novels. Uh, currently, the maxi-series they're looking at is Kingdom Come. Issue 2 is this week, so our check own, them out. Our own Bill uh, oh, did, dear. A, did a guest spot on Issue 1. And, uh, and Are they recording good? right at this very moment? Tape, we're taping tonight, baby. Are All they right. recording right at this very moment? No, about uh, 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 an hour or so from now. Oh, man, you're so. podcasting it away. At, it's going to be a busy podcasting evening. Are they recording at 9.30 Eastern? Nine-ish Eastern. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah, want, we want to thank uh, Lisa Ferry from uh, thepinkraygun.com for being on here. And it's we're just very Lisa. sorry that your phone died. <laughs> yes. Now, it's not the pink ray gun. No, it's pinkraygun.com. Right. Yeah. We will put that in the show notes. Um, also, we're uh, easy like that. Yeah. You know, like Sunday morning. And check out the uh, the outerspaceman.com. Mm-hmm. We'll put that in the show notes, too. What else should we uh, You can call 972-798-3830. And uh, be looking for my secret podcast out there with uh, the entire first book of Dune, <clears throat> word for word. Wow. Yeah, that's called an audio book. Mm-hmm. Not really a do podcast. Since Bill brought it up, we'll go out on this. Oh, yeah. Easy like Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's no sounds funny, but I just can't stand it. This quite possibly is the greatest song of all time. You're a little pitchy, Frank. Girl, I'm leaving here tomorrow. Seems to me, girl, you know I've done all I can. You see, I'm big stone and I'm bothered. Yeah. It's why I'm easy. Thank you, Limp Biscuit. <laughs>